I have created a freebie for you. 41 ways to teach your child entrepreneurial skills in your homeschool to help you take your homeschool to the next level. Link in the show notes. I am so excited to introduce Neutralite. This company has been around for 80 plus years. They were green before green was even a thing. They have the world's number one kids and adults vitamins and kids and adults probiotics. This company uses the power of plants from seed to product to nourish and support you and your family's immune systems so you can have fun and enjoy living life together. Don't spend another penny on low quality vitamins that invest more in advertisement than the product. Arm yourself with Neutralite vitamins and probiotics. With purchases over $99, there's free shipping. Stop losing sleep and time with your family and get back to life with Neutralite. Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Bex Fuzzy. Today's guest is Philip Laurent. Philip is the co-founder of Hilarious Youth, along with his longtime friend, Joel Jablin. Hilarious Youth is a vision born of the joys of teaching and comedy, writing, and performing, the joy of life itself. This performing arts program specializes in media and the comedic arts. The program aims to equip kids with tools to structure their creative visions while producing portfolio quality works that serve their development as artists. In the various classes, students hone techniques for writing, performing, and producing original storytelling. Each session will result in the creation of a new work, ranging from fixed media to live theater. Works created during these sessions are shared at hilariousyouth.com under the episodes tab. In this episode, we talk about how Hilarious Youth got its start. We talk about testimonies of how Hilarious Youth helps students find their creativity and where Hilarious Youth is going with their vision. Go grab your coffee, go grab your tea and a pen and paper because you're not going to want to miss what Philip has to say. Let's get into the podcast. Philip, say hello to our guests and tell us what is one thing you feel most people don't know about comedy? Hi, everybody. So Bex, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. Really excited. And great question. I think something people don't know, or at least don't expect or understand about comedy is that it's a learned skill and a practiced skill. It is something that's not just a natural talent that some people have and some people don't. Although certainly there is a lot of that to it. It's something I have experienced that anybody can get better at and can practice on. And so it's about understanding and paying close attention to the relationship where you're trying to deliver the comedy. Is that in a conversation or with a big group? And then understanding what types of tensions are available so that when you do want to pluck those tensions, they're kind of like strings in the relationship. And you have to know what are the shared associations that you have with your audience and then how to pluck those things in a way that is memorable. So I, I would say it's there's not magic to it. It's in fact a very broad part of our social learning and understanding. And in that it's something everybody has access to. 
Love that. I feel like little kids know about that, right? Like little kids know how to pull people's heartstrings and everything. And that just like leads us into what you do. Hilarious youth. Oh my gosh. Tell us about your company and what you have going on because, oh my gosh. I love so it. you're so right about kids having that natural inclination towards comedy. And I think the reason is because they're constantly learning and comedy and laughter in particular is a byproduct of learning new information. So it's a response to novel situations. A funny face can be something that you don't expect. And what we do in Hilarious Youth is try and build structured environments for kids to do storytelling and performance and with a strong comedic theme. So the reason that we have comedy in there is because it's such an intuitive way for kids to grasp the subject matter, which is truly storytelling, character development, writing, how to stage a scene, and really techniques of theater and performance. And comedy is sort of the thematic channel that is very appealing to kids and that I've always been most drawn towards as a performer myself. So we are a performing arts camp. We started as a camp operating during the summer. We've now extended to full year-round classes, and we've always had a media focus. So using filmmaking is how we started, and during the time when we weren't able to meet with people in person, we started doing voice acting classes where we were getting these nice audio channels and using that to produce audio dramas. Wow. When I grew up, I used to watch this one show called Adventures in Odyssey. And it was a voice drama with Mr. Whitaker and all these different people. It was so much fun. And so that's something that you're doing. You're kind of teaching them how to have like a type of movie, like an old school, you know, where they used to sit in front of the radio and listen to, you know, the story. Oh my gosh. I think that's why I even like podcasts because I do love listening. I do love just being part of something, but not actually having to be part of it really sometimes as I'm listening, it can become part of it, which is why people love movies, right? But I feel like the audio version also lets your imagination really go and kind of gets you more creative as well. That's so cool. What inspired you to create this? Well, voice acting and sound design are two things that I've been involved in for a long time. My own art practice is mostly in music. And as a kid, I loved drawing and loved making tons of voices and sound effects and things. And so after school, I started teaching. I've been teaching theater for over a decade now. And during that time, most of my work was on the stage and being able to tap into something that I didn't really see a lot of opportunities for out there in terms of after school programs or in classrooms or in education in general. I wanted to be able to offer something that I think really appeals to kids in general, but certainly had a large impact on me and my creative arc, my creative journey. And so I think as a kid, one of the things you're limited by on a stage is your own physical presentation. And the voice really lets you go anywhere. And the idea of sound effects being able to, like you said, kind of create that environment and invite the imagination to really pick up where this might be happening is a good match for where a kid's imagination is working or where the imagination occupies. It's all about connecting the dots and filling in the blanks, you know? And so I found that to be something that was fun to teach, but also really seemed to draw out 
performance qualities in people who maybe would be shy on the stage or maybe had ideas that wouldn't be practical to put on in a play because they involve fantastical creatures or environments. And so this was a way to kind of invite that fantasy space of cartooning and an experience that kids get when when reading, of being able to take these journeys, but then also make it something that we could really create some production around and do some storytelling in. I do really love the aspect of listening to stories with the music in the background. It it does create this much grander space within my mind. Like as I'm listening, I feel like I am literally in the story. Like I am part of the story, which is not something that can happen when I'm watching a movie. It doesn't happen when I go to actual, actual theater, but it really does happen when I'm listening to it in my headphones. Like I am part of it, which is I think why people even love music, right? People love music because they find themselves within it. And it really is magical. And it can be, I mean, like when you hear the wind, it can be anything in your mind. It really, right. it can be anything. And like that sound of like, you know, yep. or it's, you know, it could be anything. There's an interesting parallel between, and the medium of audio and doing radio dramas and this type of performance isn't necessarily tied to comedy in any way. There's a lot of different types of stories that can be told through that. But something that is a big part of comedy is setting up a punchline where your mind is able to connect the dots and the joke is maybe setting something up. And then what makes it funny is you know what happens next. And I think audio has that quality. There's the satisfaction of being allowed to think and use your imagination and then realize you're sharing a connection with what's on the other side of the speakers in this case, but what's on the other side of the interaction or the relationship. And there's sort of this melding of the minds that's so satisfying and sometimes produces laughter when it's kind of structured into a joke setting, but can also just be something really magical if it is where you hear something going on and your brain is able to say, this is what that must look like. And there's something very satisfying about feeling like you get it, you know? Yes. Yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. So you had said you used to do funny voices. Mm -hmm. Do you have any in your back pocket right now? <laughs> I do, actually. This was unplanned. But I, I was playing with a, a friend of mine's daughter last night. My friend had a baby in October. And so her daughter is uh, eight months old about, sorry, last March. And we we're kind of joking around about what what her daughter's voice might be like. And so I was kind of holding her and we were flying her around the room. And we were also, there was some dinner items spread around. So this is the voice of the baby. Hello and welcome. I am from a different planet. Ah, this pleases me. This is fried chicken. Wonderful. Ah, I find that very satisfying. So this is the... Uh, <laughs> this very sweet little uh, eight, eight month old baby's voice. That's um, hysterical. What a parody. Propelled by Jetpack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's one that stayed with me over the years is sort of the super mutant voice. Yeah. I love that. That's hysterical. That's like when you see a guy who's really tall and you're like, hey, shorty. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, that is so much fun. You know, yours was a camp and now you have it as a year round education course, kind of. That's right. Yeah. Yep. We transitioned to that partly out of the opportunity because we were meeting remotely. 
once the pandemic started and, you know, a lot of my year round work doing storytelling and doing stage performances really stopped. And so all of my classes were remote. And with that, one of the main hurdles with hosting a class and starting up any new class is finding a space to do it. And so without that as a limitation, I was able to start offering classes during the year. And then also it was a good chance for me to hold in a lot of the audio work that I do anyway, because I'm making music and doing a lot of production. And so for me, I was thinking to be able to use that skill set to make it possible for some of the storytelling activities and some of the theater teaching that I do was a nice opportunity. And after that, it kind of gave us this runway to try some things out and get enough people interested and aware of the class that we were able to sustain that over the course of the academic year as well. So now we're, um, we run classes every semester. That's awesome. And it's been great. I felt really lucky to have a great group of students who are working with me and awesome parents who are, are excited about the class. And so kind of got this running tradition now of making these things. And so. That's yeah. really cool. So how do parents get connected with you? Like, where can they find your resources? Do you have a podcast now? Or are you like in the midst of beginning your podcast? So first of all, hilariousyouth.com is where you can find info about the classes, about the organization, and also the work that we've produced. We've been posting the radio dramas that we create during the classes to our website. So that's hilariousyouth.com. One thing, after we finish a production, I'll send it out to the kids and their families. And a friend of mine said, you got to start having a listening experience, you know, that's a little bit curated or having some way that kind of makes it a little bit more accessible because I think going to the page to learn about the program is one thing, but it's not the most accessible for going and listening to the things, even though they are up there and it's, and they're, it's a good listen. So we're starting a podcast, which is just titled the hilarious youth podcast. And that will feature all of these things, but in more of a sequential and more designed for the for the smooth listening experience. So the Hilarious Youth Podcast is where to listen to the work and also has this nice quality of serving as our stage, being something where we're creating media. We don't have physical place that these things exist and having the ability to create some kids content that actually features kid actors, I hope is has merit from an artistic standpoint, as well as just, hey, here's this program that we're running, we feel great about. But even for kids who can't participate in the class, or for whatever reason, are on a different schedule, I think just hearing that, hey, wow, this kid did this. And, you know, I can imagine myself doing this. It's something that I hope inspires our audience wherever they find us. That's awesome. And that was my ding in the background. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up, what is one big takeaway you want to leave with families from our conversation today? One, the possibilities are endless. And a lot of things that seem like limitations in terms, and I'm talking about art projects, but you can expand this beyond that. Things that seem like limitations in terms of what materials you have to use or the space that you have to do a project in can actually be some of the biggest resources or serve as these creative catalysts for how work is going to get done. So I would say with the arts, looking for ways that a kid or a friend group can be encouraged to 
produce something and to take their idea from the stage that where they're excited about it and then provide the right support as they're bringing that idea into reality for the kids to make it through the little moments of, you know, tough work and problem solving that they actually get it into something that you can see or hear or they can perform in real time, whatever it is and whatever the project is, how worthwhile and how approachable art making can be. Yes, thinking outside the box, because we got to start doing that, especially in the arts. Oh, That's man. So Thank you so much, Philip, for coming on. It's been awesome just having you. And I will have all of your links, everything in the show notes, so they won't even have to like work hard. They'll just go click and boom, go right Great. to you. All right. Hey, Bex, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for having mm -hmm. me on the show. And this is an awesome, awesome resource that you're providing for everybody. So thank you. Thank you. If you love the conversations we're having here on the Homeschool Advantage podcast, follow or subscribe our podcast to stay in the loop and never miss this amazing content. And please highly consider taking a minute to leave a positive rating and review to help others like you discover this show. See you next time.